Jesus warns that these false prophets are dangerous because they come into, into your churches and your fellowships in sheep's clothing. They come in disguise. Outwardly, they look as innocent and as harmless as sheep, but inside, they are ferocious wolves. I thank God this morning that I am alive and that I'm able to speak and to hear. And I know, Lord, that um, people are hearing me when I speak. And it's my privilege once again to share the word of the Lord um, according to his you know, written word the Bible. We are approaching Easter and, um, and we are also just about to finish our meditation on uh, the Sermon on the Mount. So let's read the Bible and see what the Lord is telling us this morning. We are reading from Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 to 20. The subject is false prophets. Let us pray. Father, here we are once again in your holy presence. We do realize how unworthy we are to be in your presence. But we come at your very own invitation because you came down from heaven and you died for our sins. That's what Easter is all about. It reminds us that we are all sinners in need of grace. And you have given us that grace, Lord. We thank you and we bless you. And now we are able to read the word of God and have the Holy Spirit teach us to know what it says and that also we are enabled to share what we have learned with others. It is our joy and privilege this morning to share the word of God from the book of Matthew. May your Holy Spirit guide us as I speak and as my hearers hear me. May the Holy Spirit give them understanding and the desire to put into practice what they have learned. We pray in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our loving Savior. Amen. Now the word of the Lord is as follows. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, 
but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Amen. That's the word of the Lord. Now, Jesus had just had previously been speaking about the two gates and two roads, the two ways that we, I mean, the two ways to life, the two ways that we can choose. And he ended up his discussion by counseling us, his followers, to enter through the narrow gate. Now, he continues, you know, with a discourse by warning those who follow his counsel and enter through the small gate and walk on the narrow road to be wary, to be wary of false prophets. And he says, <clears throat> watch out for false prophets. They come to you in disguise, dressed in sheep's clothing. But inside, they are ferocious wolves. And so, let us try and discover who these prophets are and what they are all about. Now, in, old, in Israel, there were people known as prophets. Prophets were servants of God who had been called by God and entrusted with the responsibility of communicating God's word to his people, to God's people. Their work involved proclaiming the word of God and interpret interpreting it, or shall we say, teaching the people what the word of God says. They also did warn people about the consequences of failing to heed God's word. Prophets were normally highly regarded. Even so, there were also false prophets who were hostile, who opposed the genuine prophets and sometimes even persecuted them. False prophets are false teachers and pretenders. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 20, God describes false prophets as those who presume to speak in his name even though God had not sent them. He had not given his word so they come and speak their own words. 
but they speak in his name. And God also condemned, so God condemned them along with those who spoke in the name of false gods, other gods. These prophets were in opposition to God himself. God had ordered them in the book of Deuteronomy to be destroyed. Now in Ezekiel chapter 13 and verse 9, they are those, that is false prophets, are those who see, who saw false visions and uttered lying divinations. In Jeremiah, uh, they were those who prophesied lies, falsehoods, and idolatries in God's name. False prophets in our day, in the time of Christ, are those who taught false gospel and opposed those who um, taught the true gospel of Jesus Christ and even persecuted them. Jesus himself was persecuted and he was crucified. His apostles and his disciples were persecuted um, and many of them were, 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 were martyred actually. Uh, the, I mean, false prophet, looking back at the, 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 the story of the two gates and two ways, uh, false prophets stand outside the small gate and they direct people away from the small gate and, uh, and instead show them the way to the wide gate and the wide road that, that leads to destruction. And so Jesus is saying, Jesus warns that these false prophets are dangerous because they come into, into your churches and your fellowships in sheep's clothing. They come in disguise. Outwardly, they look as innocent and as harmless as sheep, but inside they are ferocious wolves. They are true agents of Satan who, uh, and they come, you know, I mean, they, they, are, they are agents of Satan who comes to us masquerading as an angel of light. Now, Jesus says, false prophets are not easily or immediately identified. That's our understanding because they are good pretenders. They behave like any other good Christian. They are gentle, they are humble, they are pleasant and even likable. They say and do the right things. They quote the Bible for instance, and, and they seem to teach you know, the, the, the right things. They preach the love of God. They speak about peace and joy and kindness and reconciliation they, and all those kind of things. They are eloquent in speech and have a way with words. They gain popularity and many come to hear them speak. People from near and far invite them to come to speak to their churches and fellowships and conferences. They have an answer to every question 
and a solution for every problem. So then what makes them force? They seem to be okay. They seem to be regular guys. You see, we said what they teach, but we did not say what they are made to teach. So they will say the right things, but they omit the things that really matter. They will talk about forgiveness, for instance, but they won't talk about admitting our own sins. They don't talk about sins and punishment and hell. They, they just talk about Jesus, who is good and gracious, and he forgives. But what is our responsibility? Nothing is demanded of us. No sin to confess, no bad habits to abandon, no, 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 no forgiveness to seek of others that we have offended, no humility. I mean, they just speak nice things and people love them because they are flattered and they feel good inside. They don't bother people, you know, um, about uh, their relationships, on their conduct or their behavior. They're just encouraging to carry on. In the New Testament, some false prophets were teaching that Jesus had already come and that uh, there is no resurrection. And it took Paul, you know, almost half of um, the chapter uh, in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians to talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Convincing us that if there were no resurrection, then there would be no Christianity. And all our preaching is useless and futile. Without the resurrection of Christ, my friends, there would be no Christianity. Because Jesus would have been just an, an ordinary person, would have died and buried and forgotten. And so if false prophets came into a congregation and started denying the very basic things, the truths that we know about Jesus Christ, his virgin birth, his sinless life, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, and his uh, you know, second coming. Uh, if they oppose that, True believers will recognize that, him as a false prophet. And so the false prophet is very careful not to seem to contradict the written word of God. But Jesus is warning against those who join the Christian fellowship pretending to be Christians, but they come with evil intentions. They come dressed as sheep when inside they are ferocious wolves. They are not obviously recognizable. They do not behave like wolves. They behave like sheep. They do not, false prophets will not, for instance, say anything against the gospel. Neither would they ever behave outrageously in the sight of other believers. They are false, 
not because of what they say, but because of what they do not say. They will not mention the cross of Jesus Christ, for instance. They will not talk about our own self-sacrifice. They don't speak about heaven or hell or eternal punishment. They want to talk about sin or forgiveness of sin and what we need to do to receive that forgiveness. They don't speak about the Holy Spirit or the gifts of the Holy Spirit or the Great Commission. You know, our commission to go and preach the good news to the whole world. Turning the other cheek to them is not in their vocabulary. Giving to the poor is just a matter of um, social action, not Christian uh, calling. Their gospel is a matter of what is allowed, never what is forbidden. Or it is all about receiving from God and never giving away anything. It's just about blessings, no curses. Um, you know, you, you, you know, nothing is demanded on those who are invited to come to Christ. Just come as you are, they are told. And remain that way. As far as you are concerned, you can stay that way. They admit anybody who is willing to baptism and to the communion without any confession of sin. The narrow gate does not, exist, does not exist for them. Only the wide gate, and to them, everyone is welcome to come in. No questions asked. Jesus warned, watch out that you are not deceived. Watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Apostle Paul warned that a time would come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine, but would rather surround themselves with many teachers who tell them just what their aging ears wants to hear. And my friends, this is a day, this is a time. We are living in that time right here and now. We have gotten ourselves false prophets to tell us just what our aching ears want to hear. And so what, what are we taught? We are taught how to improve ourselves, how to make progress in our careers, how to get promotion, how to look good and sound good. You know, the wrath of God and judgment are not in their vocabulary or in the, in the, in the vocabulary of false prophets, nor do they talk about hardship or suffering of believers or persecution. The false prophets tell stories, interesting stories. They teach philosophy. They teach health and wealth, you know, they, 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 and prosperity. They teach anything but the full gospel of Jesus Christ. Jeremiah says, they dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. But how then shall we recognize them? Jesus says, by their fruit, you will know them. And so Jesus is uh, comparing them with a tree that bears certain fruits. And just by looking at that 
particular tree, you can, we can tell whether it's an orange tree or mango tree or an apple tree or some other kind of tree. And so you, we will know them by the product of their life, by the result of their life and living. Because who they are inside, they, they live it. And, and, and they may pretend for as long as they can. But ultimately, ultimately, their lives, their conduct will betray them. And they will be discovered for who they are. Pretenders and con men and con women. And Jesus is warning in chapter 7, 16 and 19 that you see, a bad tree that does not produce any fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. That will be the end of false prophets. By this, Jesus means that false prophets may hide themselves in religion and pretend to be Christians, but eventually their life and conduct will, re will reveal, reveal them for who they are. And, and Jesus furthermore continues and says, um, you know, I mean, just that he knows, Jesus continues to say, he knows who are his. Their names are written in the book of life. And so they may deceive people, but they cannot deceive Jesus Christ. They cannot deceive God. All right. And so how do we recognize them? By their fruit, we will recognize them. The Apostle John in the book of First John chapter 4 says, Test the spirits. You can know who are false and who are genuine believers by testing the spirit working in them. 2000, that was 2,000 years ago. John says that many false prophets had gone abroad. They've gone out there. They are everywhere uh, in, the, in, in the company of believers pretending to be believers themselves. So their numbers must have increased over the last 2,000 years. So you can never tell then who is a false prophet, but I mean, sorry, yeah, there are, there are so many, but now it is difficult to discover who they are by reading what, how, what the Bible says about them. And John says we can identify them by testing the spirit in them. We, we are to test and discover if the spirit working in them is, 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 is the spirit of God. I mean, you've seen many miracle workers. Um, miracles are performed on request, sometimes at a fee. Now, whose spirit is working there, honestly? Is it the spirit of Jesus? Or who, what spirit is there? We need to identify the spirit before we follow those kind of people. And every spirit, you know, the, 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 according to John, every spirit that confesses that Jesus has come in the flesh is from God. Uh, at the time of writing, there were people out there abroad, false prophets, who were claiming that Jesus did not come in the flesh and was teaching many other false things about Jesus. This is another way of saying, therefore, that the ultimate test, the ultimate test of who is a true believer and who is a false prophet 
is to discover if they have a testimony, if they are truly born again. Do they have Christ living in their hearts as Lord and Savior? Do they have the Spirit of God living in them? Jesus says, no one will enter the kingdom of heaven unless they are born again. No. So that is another way of saying no one is fit to be called a Christian unless he is born again. A false prophet does not have the spirit of God in him because he's not born again. So why don't we then, my dear friends, pause and begin to apply this teaching of Jesus in our lives, beginning with ourselves. Because we have also his warning. Do not judge your brother. First of all, remove the log in your eye so that you can see clearly to be able to point out at the speck of dust in your brother's eye. How do we, we identify a false prophet? We ourselves have to be genuine believers, born again, not just people who have been labeled Christian by our church denomination, or because we have been born in a Christian home, or we have gone to some Christian school, or because we attend church. That is not enough. We have to be born again. We have to admit in the, in the presence of God that we have sinned and fall short of God's glory in need of his forgiveness and by grace receive his sufficient in faith. And then we can see clearly who among us is a true believer, a false brother and a true and genuine brother. But that is not to judge, that is reality. So why don't we check ourselves, my dear friends, and if we come to the conclusion that we are not sure, why don't we just go before Christ right now and tell him, Lord, I am a sinner and I fall short of your glory. I need your forgiveness and I'm ready here and now to receive your salvation. Come into my life as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all my sins and cleanse me from every unrighteousness. Amen. The transaction is done. Amen. The transaction is already done. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Jesus is expecting you. Come there now. And may God bless you. I mean, God's, uh, I'm now and evermore. In the meantime, watch out for false prophets. Who you follow matters a lot for your spiritual formation and for your growth and for your future in Christ. May God bless you. Amen. Father, we thank you. We have heard your warning. Help us to be wary of false prophets who may mislead us to pull us away from your house, from your household. Help us, Father, to, 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 to have your spirit in us. To, and first of all, to ensure that we are born again and we have your spirit inside of us. 
give us the capacity, Lord, to live right in your sight and also to know who to associate with these are dangerous times because there are wolves living among us dressed in sheep's clothing. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.